Thank you. Thank you, John Doe. Thank you all for attending this amazing event, the Beauty Insiders event with Pink Noir. Um, I want to send a huge shout out to Bree Salisbury for connecting me with Chastity. Yes, she is amazing. At this time, I want to introduce Chastity Monroe. Um, she was nominated. I don't know if you guys know this. She was nominated for Best New Business by the Memphis Business Journal. That means out of all of these small businesses, she was in the top three in the city of Memphis. That is a huge accomplishment. Chastity has been featured in Essence, Black Enterprise, and plenty more publications. Now, Chastity's focus is um, on, of course, Black-owned products, uh, knowledge about beauty and skin products, and of course, she has beauty and skin experts in this amazing, amazing building. Her goal is to create an elevated space for black women to feel beautiful and valued. Put your hands together for Chastity Monroe. Yes. Come on, my beautiful soror. Yes, I found out today that we were sorors. John Doe gave me the 411 fam you. First and finest. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Beta Alpha chapter of Alpha. Beta Alpha. Alpha I love it. Yes, ma'am. I love yes, it. Well, um, thank you so much for uh, letting me come into your space and pod with you today. Before Bree even contacted me, I said, I got to get on the podcast because I saw all of the press and all of the publications about Pink New War. So I know it has been an amazing journey. How do you feel today? I feel great. Mm -hmm. I mean, just seeing all these beautiful faces, everybody's just snatched to the gods today. All yes. of this support from black women and men. Listen, I am on cloud nine. So, yes, I'm, I'm feeling good. Okay, well, we're going to get <laughs> right into it about your business of Pink New War. You know, normally I'm verbally effective. I get all in your business. But mm -hmm. for the time's sake, okay. we are going to stick to Pink New War. So let's start at the beginning. I want you to tell us the importance of why representation matters for you as a business owner. Yeah, so I think it's even a step further. It's equity matters right mm -hmm. and so as we talk about like the beauty industry the black beauty industry which is like a nine billion with a b dollar industry it's kind of you know it, it makes no sense that we are not as prevalent as we should be mm -hmm. and so you know if we're not in those rooms then it's hard to imagine that there are going to be products, there are going to be places, there are going to be, you know, any type of atmosphere that's really going to be for us, right? And so I wanted to change that. I wanted to change the paradigm. And so I wanted to just kind of bust open those doors um, <laughs> and, you know, just say like, yeah, you know, y'all are making this money off of us, but if y'all gonna do that, y'all need to listen to us. Y'all need to treat us how we should be treated because if this is a $9 billion industry, then listen, like y'all got a long way to go in terms mm -hmm. of providing that customer service that we absolutely should get exactly. and deserve. So yeah, that yeah. Is, is really more, I don't even want to say representation, it's equity. Yes, it's equity, equity. So. And we kind of talked about this a bit, Chastity, uh, before we sat down um, out of nine billion dollars. We need a piece of that pie. And let's talk about who controls mm -hmm. the beauty industry for a second. A at this point in time, who controls the gamut? I mean, I 
think you just, if you just go to 10 beauty supply stores, <laughs> you'll see who is there, right? And okay. that's primarily uh, Koreans. Okay. And then we also have Arab. And then you might find 0.5 black owned. 0.5. Maybe. That's very it's, small. It's very small. Less than 5% of beauty supplies are owned by not just black women, black people in general. So, um, and, and most of the time, the owners are immigrants. So it's not even that they're, you know, have been here for a while. They may understand, you know, but they're immigrants. So I think that ultimately that says a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, you know, I think during the pandemic, when we all were trying to figure it out, like all of us, that's, you know, not necessarily stylists or cosmetologists by trade. We're trying to get ready for our Zoom calls. And baby, we we don't we don't have our salon visits. We don't know what to do. And mm -hmm. so going into those places and just you know, I remember specifically going into one place here in Memphis, not too far from here, and it was raining. I tell the story all the time because I'm still floored. But as the rain was coming, like the ceiling tiles were missing, and the rain was like literally like hitting the product. And they did not give a damn. I don't know if I can say damn. <laughs> but they did not care. And there were still so many of us shopping because it's the pandemic. We're still trying to, like, get our things. Um, they didn't, you know, so they didn't supply any customer service. I didn't even feel comfortable asking them questions because I'm like, okay, I'm usually a silk press girl. But, baby, I don't, at this point, <laughs> I'm, you know, curly, curly. I don't know <laughs> what kind of serums to put on my hair. And I don't feel comfortable even asking, mm -hmm. like, you. Because you're already, like, on me like I'm about to steal a $2 mm. piece or whatever. So, um, for me, that was just like, okay, this ends now. And yeah. that is kind of what really pushed me to want to do this. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> now, you said black individuals are less than 0.5 percent do you think it's because is it a hard barrier of entry to get into or we just don't want to do that or the korean um you know mm -hmm. they they control the space and they won't let us in what is the what is the issue um i do think it's a mix i do think it is a large a huge barrier to entry um i mean it's no secret like they control the market so right if they're not only the beauty supply owners but they're also the vendors and they also own the that's brand. a lot of control it's a lot of control yeah. and so they don't i'm not gonna say all of them but they really have no interest in us getting in on that at okay. all like what for what, right? Yeah. Because at this point, they're able to really finance generations and generations of their mm -hmm. own folks. So if we're getting in, then we're cutting in on that, right? Yes. Um, and so I've personally experienced it um, myself where there's been times where I know what the minimum is, but it'll be like quadruple because they know I'm black. Right. Um, and so it's already hard for black women, you know, even though we're the fastest uh, growing group of entrepreneurs in the U.S., but it's hard for us even to get capital. Um, it, it, it's a, a lot of the resources needed. It's already hard for us in that regard. But then mm -hmm. when you're coming in and trying to, you know, give us quadruple the minimum like that's insane. We're already struggling to just try <laughs> to have this business open yeah. and you want to make it harder for us in that regard. So, um, you know, I've just had to fight back like, you know, 
pen and paper. Like, oh, I'm going to be the, the black Karen. Oh, you want to do this? Come on, All black right. Karen. I'm going <laughs> to write my little email. Even though I don't even have that kind of time. I'm going to write my email to corporate copy the ceo you know google is my friend <laughs> and i would be like yes. listen i know that mm-hmm. this is not right and once you start you know saying those buzzwords discrimination is that and the third mm-hmm. then things change but you can't just let nobody you know hammer you down you, yeah. you gotta you gotta fight you and gotta do you what you gotta be do in this business you gotta fight you got to so you ready for the fight you in the fight. You know, I'm in the fight. You in it. I'm in the fight. Now, I get a little tired, yeah. but I'm in the fight. Yes. So, oh, yeah. wow. Well, I know that you have a corporate background. Mm-hmm. You used to work at Procter & Gamble. Yep. How has that corporate experience prepared you for building this empire you have? Yes. So let me tell y'all, first of all, uh, so I started working for Procter right out of college so I went to FAMU shout out to the Rattlers um and so I had my MBA and I was recruited um to PNG which was like a dream job I think I had like the top offer in my class so I was like yes I got this job I'm excited I got a six-figure job right out of college this is great but then I get there so I'm born and raised in Memphis right went to HBCU great and then I'm in Cincinnati and it's just like (laughs) <laughs> baby that's not it like I yeah. do not like, that's not what you thought this is not yeah. it and so as much as I loved you know the idea of like I was on a brand team and I actually have worked on many of the items that are in your household so you think about Tide, Febreze, Dawn I've worked on all of those and I worked as a consumer insights manager mm. so essentially my job was to tell PNG like what the consumer really wanted from that brand right mm. so I was doing a lot of focus groups a lot of market research that was my contribution to these teams and so on my last project I actually worked in hair care I worked on color I worked on Clairol and mm. Wella. And so there were two brands, which y'all probably know, Jazzin is one of them. And so it was a black brand. And so we started having a lot of these. Co- now, P&G invests a lot of money in focus groups, really trying to figure out, like, how to do it right. And so in those conversations, even though we were talking about hair dye, I would hear black women talking about the frustrations of going in beauty supplies, not really understanding and knowing like what's right for them and what's wrong. Like everybody can't afford to go to the salon every two weeks, right? But you still wanna be cute. Um, And this was kind of before it was so many like blogs and blogs about like hair and natural hair and what to do. But in that, I felt like it resonated with me being a black woman. And it was like that nugget that said, okay, There is a problem that has not been solved. There's a market that exists, a huge market, and they want more and they deserve more. And so I think that was like the implant of the egg that, you know, has kind of, yeah. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. So from a business standpoint, uh, Chastity, who have been some of your biggest allies? Yeah. Um. First, I like to say, because one of them is actually in here. Mm. Uh, well, two of them, actually. 
Um, I like to definitely give a shout out to my husband. Okay. Because, shout outs to hubby. Yes. Yes. Because when I first told him about this, he was just looking at me like I had grown three heads, <laughs> like beauty supply. What kind of money? Like he, yeah. you know, being a man, not really knowing the beauty. He was just like. That was initially. Yes. Initially. Okay. And I think he is a businessman. And so once, you know, I really made him understand like this is the size of prize this is the issue this is like you know he's like okay i got it all right so you know he's definitely you know we are 100 percent self-funded and so you know he has just been down for me from the beginning like pushing me when i'm like oh i'm tired i just this is so much he's like no this is your dream i believe in you you can do it and so if I have to shout out any ally, it absolutely has to be him. So thank you. Let's give a round of applause for hubby in the building. <laughs> a big support. Now you said two are in yes. here. Okay, so, so we got I, hubby. I'll say this. You know, one of the biggest things is when you have a business is getting known, right? Yes. Like letting people know that you're here. It's like I've been listening to Grant Cardone and he's like, well, if nobody knows who you are they can't possibly support you even if they want you or, or want to support you they they can't because they mm -hmm. don't know who you are so that marketing that advertising is very important mm -hmm. so one of the first people who have ever like <laughs> made me go viral actually it's two was shakira <laughs> let's shakira go shakira came up in here and she was just like she did this real quick cute reel i was like oh yes nice. mm. and then i look up and then it gets reposted by unapologetically. And so I We got unapologetically so in the yes, building. Unapologetically yes. Memphis, Mr. Marcus. Yes. So <laughs> that yes. was the essential like ally for me. Like yeah. just to even have that type of audience. And it's so funny because I told him I've been a long time fan of unapologetically. Yes. I think we all are yes. huge fans. Yes. Yes. Of unapologetically Memphis. And so for him to like just repost that, like really mm -hmm. started to put me on the map. And yes. I can't, there's no amount of dollars that I could have paid for yep. that. So for him to do that, that to me was just like allyship, you know, to the end yeah. degree. And he's continued to do that. So mm -hmm. um, it's just, you know, folks coming in here making those reels, putting it on social media, and then people, like, unapologetically reposting it. Like, those have been my biggest allies at yes. this point. And they're literally, it like, my gratitude for even y'all being here is just, mm -hmm. like, on 10. Um, but that that's really been it. Yeah. And it so. feels good to get that support in Memphis because Memphis is such a, a tough market. Um, I don't know if a lot of you know that, but it is. But it, it's great to have that support. Especially Absolutely. with a new business. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, yes we do. Because I'm a natural girl, honey. And, I, I, and I've been walking around looking at your products. I need everything up in here. One of each. Amen. One of each. sell it to you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, you know, there is a huge trend. Um, and this probably makes just good business sense of e-commerce yeah. um, with yeah. products. What made you chose to do a brick and mortar shop? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So I'll say this. Uh, now, I went to grad school at Columbia, and while I was there, I took an entrepreneurship class. And so it was really kind of that laid the foundation of, like, how, how do I need to be thinking about 
issues, problems, and how can I solve them and, you know, bring it to market, right? So one of the first concepts was MVP, which is minimal viable product, right? So I knew from PNG that the issue, a, a lot of it was experience driven, right? Customer service driven. So while I could have come up with, let's say an app or like a website, let's just say this, First of all, getting through the clutter of being online is very mm. difficult. And then you have your Amazons, you have your Walmarts. Like, True. It's extremely difficult to break through that. Mm -hmm. But even if that's the case, I knew that the experience in the customer service was what was really missing. So it couldn't necessarily be an online thing. It really needed to be like in the flesh, in person. Yeah. Um, and it really needed to combat like you know the brick and mortars that you see in the beauty supply space currently so mm -hmm. my mvp was brick and mortar but i'll tell y'all if y'all ever came when it first opened it was literally only like y'all see that little rod and that curtain it was just like from there to the front of the store that's all i had so mm -hmm. it was like all right, I'm going to get the feedback from this. I'm mm -hmm. going to see if this actually works. And if it does, we'll expand, which mm -hmm. is what we did. But if it don't, maybe <laughs> I got to go back to the drawing board. And so, you know, that was kind of my MVP. But I knew from what I had heard, it had to be brick and mortar, which is no yeah. other way. Because you're creating an experience here. Right. So let's right. talk about that experience. Um, as a black woman, you know, we often frequent beauty supply stores and we have different experiences. We don't always find what we need, right? Mm -hmm. So how will Pink Noir address the needs of black hair care and how will the shopping experience look here at Pink Noir? Yeah, so I think, again, um, I always think about my own experience. And so sometimes we come in here, we know exactly what we want and need. That's great. But a lot of times, because of the versatility of our hair, listen, if I'm in braids or if I even decide to do like, you know, a wash and go, I'm like, uh, there's new products on the market. Like there may be something better for me that I don't even really know about. And so what I wanted for Pink Noir is for you to be able to come up in here and just be like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to do this. I'm not really sure. Can you help a sister out? And we have the industry knowledge, the product knowledge to be able to not only provide the brand, but tell you how to use it to make sure that your maintenance, whatever style that's desired, is going to be on point. Because, you know, like my grandma used to say, I don't want nobody around here looking foolish. Like, you know, <laughs> I want y'all, like everybody yes. needs to feel confident and comfortable that when they come to a space, They'll have the brands, but they'll also have someone who they can talk to outside of their, you know, cosmetologist that can really, like, point them in the right direction. And mm -hmm. so Pink Noir's tenants, we say, is threefold, right? So it's the brands, obviously, having the brands and highlighting black-owned brands at that. Yes. Um, but also, you know, the customer service piece, the product knowledge, like the beauty advisors here, actually, a lot of them are in the industry. Um, and we do trainings like our master trainer is actually here. I don't know where she is, but she we, we do train Tisha. So hi, um, master trainer. <laughs> so Tisha actually <laughs> Tisha. Um, came from like one of the big box retailers where she did the training there. So when I tell you she knows her stuff, she knows her stuff. And so we invest in our beauty advisors. We make sure that, you know, we go 
go through the fundamentals. We talk about like what the products are here, what's the new stuff here. And we also give them an allotment. So, you know, mm-hmm. not only are we saying, okay, you need to know that it does this, that, and the third, you're also going to be able to try the product so that you know firsthand mm. how it works so you can advise in the right way. Um, and then the third piece is the aesthetic. So we wanted to make sure if you came in here, you felt like, you know, you were in the yes. right place. Black so, girl luxury. Yes, black yes. girl luxury. So. Yes, yes. So let's talk about uh, the outlook for Pink Noir. What what will things look like for you with Pink Noir in the next year versus mm-hmm. the next five years? Yeah, so... And the, um, you know what? I'm going to just be vulnerable and put it out there. So um, <laughs> what I would like to do in the next year is have another Pink Noir, honestly. Yes, um, you can not, do it. Not just in Memphis, right? Yes. Like I want to Expand, be able to baby. go to another market that really needs us. And maybe that's a Birmingham, that's Atlanta. Who go knows? global. Maybe that's a Jackson. Go global. I mean, hey, okay. it's curly girls everywhere. So, yes, it is. You know, yes, I think it is. In that year, that's what I'd like to do. I think okay. in the next five years, you know, I can't talk like empowerment of women without extending opportunity. And what mm-hmm. I'd love to do is be able to have a franchise model I love by it. then so that we can have multiple women being able to get into yes. this. And I see somebody interested in the franchise. <laughs> okay. So that that would be my five years. Yes, so this is the blueprint. Yes, ma'am. This is, is the blueprint. And I I'm love glad it. that is Pink Noir Memphis is exactly that. Yes, and it's much needed in a city where the majority is African Americans. It's amazing that you know we're we're just not talking about this, or this just business now. exists. Yes, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think it's again. I think we've talked about some of the barriers, right? So yeah. it's not like we don't want to do it. There's just a lot of yeah. barriers, and I am blessed to you know be able to be where I am. But it has not yes, been ma'am. without. You know, it's not because I'm just so great or so smart or so whatever. It's just Mm -hmm. been by the grace of God that I've been able to have this business. And, you know, my family and just that type of support. But, um, you know, I think the more of us that get into it, the easier it is for others to follow. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll be, you know, maybe by in the next five years, we'll be 15 percent and we'll keep growing. Yes, yes. Uh, Who have been some of the black women that have inspired your journey? Yeah, so I don't know if y'all have had any drinks. You probably have. But, um, you know, I actually highlighted them in the names of the drinks. Okay. So um, the first one is actually Lady D. Okay. And that's my mom. And she's actually Lady D. (laughs) Shout out to Lady D. Hey, mama. So, she is gorgeous. Yeah. So Lady D, obviously, she's my mom and she's been my biggest supporter. And, you know, my mom was actually a teen mom. Okay. And so, you know, yeah, she has just when I tell y'all, you know, I never even knew my mom was a teen mom because she was so hard on me. I'm like, girl, are you really? Because <laughs> baby, you on top of me. But that said that to say she's always like pushed me to be my very best and yes. inspired me and she's like always just made a way out of no way and I think in that it made me know if my mom you know has been able to do the things that she's done with what she's had and she's made so many sacrifices to give me what I have baby I, I don't have a choice like yes. you know I, I have to do these things mm-hmm. because if she was able to do it I definitely should be able to do it. And it it gives me that motivation every time. She Um, looks so proud of you over there looking at you, too. (laughs) 
Shout out to mind mama. you, she was in a whole boot, y'all. She ain't even want y'all to see that, but she was in a whole boot and came in here with her <laughs> shoes on, like ain't nothing happened. So thank you, Ma. I appreciate you. Um, but the other two are my deceased grandmothers. Um, okay. And so the yeah, so one is Doctor B, who was my yes, the ancestor. So Doctor Helen Jean Broaden, she actually. Um, uh, it's PhD, you know, work for NASA, just wow. like, you know, uh, I mean, when I tell you, she's, she's you got good. a lot of Dr. B in you. And she's also uh, was a woman of Alpha. Kind of yes. Alpha well. Yes. But, you know, again, another person who like, you know, in that time was able to accomplish all these things. Mm. And I'm like, you know, if you were able to do that and literally she would tell me how in the summers, like she would go to college like during the year and then in the summer she would be picking cotton. Right. Wow. So it's just like. Things like that is kind of like, you know, if you mm-hmm. can do that, baby. We like, can do anything. Yes. yes. And then the last is Miss Willie T. And that is also, that's my grandmother on my mother's side. And when mm. I tell y'all, you know, her life was just inspiring and just that she didn't have a lot, you know, mm-hmm. but she really put everything into her family. And when I tell you, I feel like my confidence came from her. Mm. It was like she would tell me, even if she if I felt like I didn't agree with something my parents had said, she would say, you know, do what it is you feel like is right because yeah. your gut is always right. And it was like advice she was giving me that she didn't even necessarily have for herself, mm. but she knew enough and was just convincing enough to, to instill it in me that it really made me who I am today. Yeah. Like she was literally like a domestic, like washing, like she was like, yeah, I had to wash white people clothes and mm. like do all of these things. But yet it was just like, even throughout the life that she had, like her ability to just inspire and tell me I could do everything to the extent that I believed it. I was like, yeah, when you hear that from your I grandmother, mean, it yes, means a lot. And I can. Yeah. And, and, and so I think her words continue to, uh, you know, just kind of be with me. And it makes me feel again, just knowing the things that she had gone through and yeah. how she was still able to produce not only my mom but me and like a whole set of generations that you know have gone on to to provide the legacy um, amazing willie t lady d dr b dr b boom (laughs) boom i love it all right chastity we're about to get real memphis okay i'm gonna need you to repeat after me this is a segment we do on verbally effective okay Okay. amen say mine amen say mine this is a moment of transparency between you and I, and I think amen, saying is the okay. most appropriate words <laughs> for this transparency. So just be honest, open, truthful about what I'm about to ask you. Okay. Now, we often hear that black women don't support each other. We hear that. What has been your experience? Amen, say amen. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> amen, say amen. Okay. Whether good, bad, both. Yeah. I am going to be very truthful. Um, you know what? Inyala said this, right? Like some people, you have to look at people and know that certain people only have a capacity to do certain things, right? Mm. So I don't even necessarily look at it when someone is negative or like, you know, just trying to spite me in a way that it's like, dang that's just so crazy I can't believe it's kind of it's like no that's their capacity like due to whatever life experiences they've had they feel like you know 
in their own way, they're trying to protect me from disappointment. Mm. And that's only because of what they've been exposed to and what they know. And so, yes, absolutely. There's definitely been situations where black women have been like, well, I don't know why you want to do that because you know, people be stealing and <laughs> you know, and which we have had our first death, but you know, that's one thing, but it was not a black woman. I'll tell you that. But anyway, so I just feel like, you know, it's definitely happened, but I always feel like it's been a, from a place of trying to protect me from disappointment. Right. Yeah. And so that's just been my perspective. So, yes, it's definitely been naysayers and people that's like, well, you know, Memphis folks don't want to see a black woman with a black beauty supply. So it's going to be hard for you and people not going to support you. And then, you know, I guess it's this thing of even though I'm from Memphis, I haven't lived in Memphis uh, prior to the pandemic. I was a New Yorker for the last 10 years. So I think I've also had people have been like, well, if you if you don't go through these certain people, you're not going to make it. Or, no. You know, yes. So it's been a little bit of that, but mostly it's been support. My black women, y'all have held me down. Great. I I love to hear it. The support here has just been unbelievable. It's just like you can sense that genuine nature. And I was also talking to Bree. We were just like yesterday. It's nothing like a black woman from Memphis. Mm -hmm. Like our style, our flair, just how smart we are, our grind, our hustle. And it's like everyone who sees this, you know, sees what I'm doing, they see that they're doing similar things. And that's why they have that genuine love for me, you know, even mm-hmm. though you don't know me from a can of paint. So I appreciate that. And it's just mm-hmm. been so refreshing, especially in my hometown, to have that level of support. So. Yes, I love to hear it. I love to hear the positivity with that. Um, I noticed that you have a YouTube channel. Did you all know that <laughs> my girl over here has a YouTube channel? Give them your YouTube channel. Yeah, so it's actually Pink Noir. Pink so Noir. if you go on, it's, you know, Pink Noir. But we started, like, really just trying to, like, document this whole crazy mm-hmm. process. So, Y'all, it's been crazy, you know, yes. just trying to get, this was like before any of this stuff was in here, just trying to pass inspections, like going through, like being in a pandemic, trying to get people mm-hmm. out here to, you know, um, get us going, but, you know, just ups, downs, hiring, um, it's it's a really good show, so I really hope that y'all kind of- Check it out, it. I it's really like enjoyed episodes. the content that you that you yeah. have on it, it was well-produced. Um, I learned a lot about you prior to us sitting down. Um, what I do want to know with the final question for Amen, say <laughs> Okay. Um, I noticed that it looks like you were walking through a trade show, maybe uh, um, a beauty yes. trade show. Yes. I really want you to walk us through your experience as a black woman um, as you go through a trade show as a yeah. black woman, black business owner mm-hmm. in this industry that mm-hmm. we have less than 0.5% mm-hmm. black women. Yeah. Tell us about your experience. So it was interesting, um, and I knew it was going to be interesting because, first of all, it was in Atlanta. So I'm like, well, it's definitely going to be black people there. I ain't going to worry about right. it. You know, it's Atlanta. So, um, But when I got the application, it was all in Korean. Mm. All, so I said, okay, this is setting me up. I already know what is gonna, what I'm going to be in for, right? Mm-hmm. So I get there, and literally that's exactly what it was. Like, I everything... The signage, everything was kind of in Korean, but you all you saw was like black faces on the in promo. Atlanta though. In Atlanta, that's crazy. In Atlanta, I can tell you, I could count on one hand how many other black 
business owners there were in general. Mm -hmm. And so even, and I'm not even sure that they were all business uh, or beauty supply owners because when I would approach any of the like vendors, they would like instantly grab my lanyard to see if I was a beauty supply owner. So they would ask me like, do you own a beauty supply? And I'm like, yes. And then they would like literally grab my lanyard. Like, let me to, verify. It, yes. And so it, it was almost like, yeah, that. But it was like, I must be an alien. Like, this can't be true that you're actually a beauty supply owner. And after they realized that, it was all smiles. Okay. Oh, you know, she's going to buy from me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but when you were there, like, you just saw multi-generations of Koreans that were mm-hmm. there. And they were, when I tell y'all they were buying Baby, they were in there and they were buying and looking at me like I'm crazy, like, oh, she must be the help type of situation. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, But I do think that it was an aha moment. It was something I knew, but being in it and not seeing us in there, but seeing us plastered all across, like, I mean. Exploiting us in the process. It was insane. Now, I will say, and I don't want to come off like, all these Koreans are horrible because I actually have one who is an executive um, who was an executive for a big vendor who has really kind of like mentored me on the side and just really given me great advice of how to move forward. It seems like you would need one of those allies in this space regardless. Yes, so not all, but I mean, you know, it it was, I don't want to say daunting, but like to the point that they were like following me with cameras. Like I was just like, a unicorn or something. It was it was <laughs> interesting to say the least, but I mm-hmm. think it just really was more motivation to yeah. not only progress my business, mm-hmm. but to help other black women get into this business as well. Wow. Well, Chastity Monroe, you are amazing. <laughs> um, Pink Noir, I wish you nothing but success with this Thank business. You. You're supporting all of these black women and you want to see us become partners with you. I applaud everything that you're doing. Let's give it up for Chastity Monroe, the owner of Pink Noir. Let everyone know how they can continue to follow your journey. Let's get your social media handles. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know where you're located, yep. but give them everything. Yes, so uh, Pink Noir, P-I-N-K underscore N-O-I-R-E is my Instagram. It's our Instagram. Uh, we're also on TikTok, same thing, P-I-N-K underscore N-O-I-R-E. How are we doing TikTok? I like yeah, that. Yeah, you got to. Yes, it's a vibe. <laughs> it, it's a, being an older millennial, it's a lot. Yes. But, you know, I be trying. So, um, Pink Noir, and then, you know, we have our website as well, and it's www.pinknoir, P-I-N-K-N-O-I-R-E.com. But I do want to put a little bit of a teaser out there. Go ahead. So, we're also trying to branch into our own pink noir brands hair care brands i would love it oh i want y'all to be on the lookout because i really want this to be an iterative process and a community Mm -hmm. process like i want to make sure that this is the right product and we don't just want it to be like a one size fits all we want it to be like a quality product that everyone really will like you know, just, yeah, love, you know, share, and mm-hmm. it be, become a staple, you know. A staple. And for the right reason. We ain't going to be on no, you know, lawsuit ads, you know, years <laughs> from now. So Natural um, hair and nat- more. Natural yeah. hair. And, you know, I have natural hair, but I also like to have my hair pressed. So okay. I want to have that same versatility okay. uh, within the product. So be on the lookout. 
Yes, I love it. That's a way for you to gain some of that control in this space. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. Any shout outs you want to do before we close the podcast? Shout out to y'all because <laughs> y'all came in here looking so good. You know, thank you so much for yes. even doing this, Ina. I you love know, it. I really appreciate you coming in and like having the great questions, the, the questions that people probably want to ask and yeah. have not asked. But thank y'all so much for just the support coming out here, not knowing me from a can of paint, and just saying, you know what, I'm gonna support this woman because she's a black woman from Memphis, and I I Amen. value that like to the nth degree, and that is why I want to paint nowhere to be in memphis so thank y'all so much amen amen and yeah. chastity you are indeed verbally effective everyone if you would do me a favor please follow pink noir on all socials also verbally effective on all social media platforms the youtube channel as well ina esco because i'm gonna have this young lady come and sit down in the studio with me very okay. soon as well so yes, i'm looking forward to it thank you so Absolutely. much sora chastity yes, yes, i appreciate you <laughs> and i'm looking forward to all of the growth Yes, thank you. Yes, and make sure you guys get one of those three drinks of the three beautiful black women in Chastity's life. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes.